Hey, Radical Gold Diggers, be excited that you're one step closer to meeting your goals by tuning into this podcast. The best strategy is not only being disciplined, but being consistent. So subscribe to this podcast and allow me, Rev D, an empowering and spiritual coach to give you tips and walk you through everyday challenges we all encounter on our goal journeys. It's not about wanting more. It's about getting your piece of the pie and enjoying it. You deserve to walk in your divine purpose and live in the fulfillment of God's promises. If you need a one-on-one consultation, contact me through my website, 2020rgd.com or email me at 2020radicalgolddiggers at gmail.com. I help you see yourself with a 2020 vision and to achieve your goals. You can do it, Radical Gold Diggers. A better you makes a better world. Now get a pen and pad and take notes from this podcast and share my podcast with others that are ambitious like yourself. Listen up, Gold Diggers. gold diggers the goal here with making money moves is to grow in financial literacy well i'm glad that you have uh, tuned into this podcast because that's all we're talking about we're talking about assets we're talking about our liabilities and making better decisions so listen to the other radical gold diggers as they talk about their concerns as well as their experience and how they're going to apply this new knowledge to their financial profile so they can have a better outcome and results. Is the retirement question? Right. And whether or not if you retire tomorrow, would you, how long would you stay completely solvent? Right. And that's a big thing that I'm concerned about, uh, especially since I'm single and there's like no other income coming in. So it's like, what do you do? That's a good one. That's that's a very common one with people with 401k. Do they have enough? <laughs> you know, do they have enough? So thank you. Any Anybody else hear something that really raised an eyebrow for you? Okay, then I'm going to go back and open our discussion with the questions. So I'm going to go here to questions. Before you do that, Deidre, this is Jen. Sure. Mm -hmm. I have have one, um, something that stuck out to me. I guess it's not how much money you make, but how you manage that money. That's a big one. I think a lot of people do think they need to make more money and that's not always the case. Absolutely. Absolutely. That that stuck out for me because I know I'm one of those people that needs to manage it better. (laughs) I guess they say we, we spend as much as we make. Right. Exactly. No matter how much we make, if we don't have some type of financial discipline or better uh, strategies to budget our money, um, we're going to stay in the same situation, right? Same cycle, 
And that is why we are doing Making Money Moves to just get a little bit of financial education that I know will take us a long way. So um, I'm going to start with these questions and, 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 and challenge you guys because, you know, once you start thinking about your role in your financial situation, you become accountable to what it is or is it, <laughs> you know? So um, that's what this is all about, that we can be better stewards of what we have and do better. Um, when did your financial education begin? Now, I know I asked that question last week and Lisa chimed in, but that was a very good question. When did your financial education begin? And was it from this book or from another source? Anybody want to chime in on that one? Okay. We'll go on to the next one. I, I will, Deidre. I go tend ahead. to think for me, this is Angela, I tend to think for me that we think that financial education is formal, like a formal education. I think when you sit back as a child and you watch your parents write out the bills, mm-hmm. write out their, you know, pay their bills and you go to the grocery store with your mom and she's grocery shopping. And I think that's also a, a form of financial education. So it's not necessarily that the education is a formal education where you know you're sitting in a class and you're learning how to balance budgets and assets and liabilities and things like that but I think there's other ways to get educated that maybe are um, ingrained in us at an early age and we just don't realize it that's that's a very good point that's a very good point and it's also what this rich dad poor dad is all about none of it was you know in school um, training. It was all, you know, um, from the other, uh, his friend's dad who showed them, you know, he showed them how to do things in an informal way. So that is a, a very good point. Maybe we had not thought about it, right? You know, um, in our churches, you know, um, you know, we can keep it formal or informal. But the, 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 the tide is, is so important, that, that 10%, you know, it's so important. And I think what's even more important is the 90. <laughs> how do we get, you know, how working on that 90%, I think that is equally important because I figure if, if we work on that 90%, we will we, certainly be able to give a better 10% and build up, you know, um, the churches. So I think it's, it's, it's very important where we learn financial literacy, whether it be formal or informal, but we're hearing something to um, generate more wealth. And um, I can't even keep going back to the story of the talents, but it's such a good story about what they did with what they had, right? So that that's very good, Angela. And you shared how you watched your father 
and your parents be entrepreneurs at a very young age, you know, getting an ice cream truck. So that's, that's really something. Okay, we'll go down to the next question. How did you react when you first read Robert's definition of an asset and a liability? Now, I know there was a lot of arguments on on this a uh, couple of weeks ago when we talked about it. But um, how do you guys react to Robert's definition of an asset and a liability? He, he keeps it simple. Uh, liability takes money out of your pocket and an asset puts money in your pocket. But as it relates to what assets are, how do you guys react to that? Do, do you have a changed thought about your home after listening to what Robert has explained. I would say the home one, you know, you uh, you always think it's supposed to be an asset. So that's the one that kind of stands out to me the most. Okay. Okay. And he explains that um, in detail. So I don't know if anyone read um, chapter one and two, but when he gets to two, he explains that in, in great detail about, um, you know, putting so much money into the house, you know, right. to, to keep it up, you know, so so the money is going into the house. But, you know, we're, we're at the mindset that we're bringing up the value. You know, and that's why we're doing, let's just say, some improvements. But um, he really um, challenge keeps his 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 challenge on that a house is, um, you know, not not an asset as we know it. You know, is your is your house um, putting money in your pocket, so to speak? You know, so we we can toss that around. You know the thoughts on that but um anybody want to challenge that before we go on to question three well that was really question three <laughs> did it change your mind that's really the question did it change uh, your mind? it didn't change my mind this is janice again it didn't uh-huh. change my mind i don't know i mean i understand the thought process behind it but I'm not sure that I necessarily agree with it 100%. Okay. Um, and I say that, and, and someone can challenge me and maybe help me to see it the way that he's thinking of. But I, um, when it comes to home ownership, I understand that. But then again, if, if you didn't own a home and you were just paying rent, mm-hmm. where does that money go? Like that is definitely not, that will never be an asset. So I, you know, and you have to live somewhere. It's not like you could say, well, you know, it's not like a pair of shoes that you could say, I'm not going to buy that shoe, those pair of shoes because, you know, it's a liability. So I kind of have mixed feelings on that, but I understand the thought process and where he's coming from. Trust me, because I've had to put a lot of money into my home. So I understand it. But at the same time, I'm like, well, if I lived in an apartment, how would that be an asset? I guess I could take that money and and make it an asset I'm not sure mm-hmm. like so I guess that maybe someone can explain that to me well the way I saw it 
is that an asset puts money in your pocket. Right. You you give me the examples of how your house is putting mm-hmm. in, into your pocket while you're living there. Oh, well, I'm, but, okay, right. So, I, I don't, that's what I'm saying. I, I get that. I get the concept. But I guess people, when they think of their home as an asset, they're thinking more long-term, not right. like this second. So, I mean, like I said, I understand that. But you have to live somewhere, so that would automatic, automatically be a liability anyway. If you rent mm-hmm. it from someone, that's a liability as well, because that's it's- definitely never going to put any money in your pocket. So that money, you have to take that money, and it has to go somewhere. It's more expensive these days to rent than to own in a lot it of is. ways. So, it is. It is. So it, I, I don't, like I'm saying, I don't really... I understand the concept and the thought behind it, but I Okay. That that is so fair. And and the thing is, we don't want to get stuck there. <laughs> we want to multiply. So if you get another home and rent it out, that is the prime example of now this is an asset because it's putting money into your pocket, you know, if you were renting out the home. And that's why it's the oldest trick in the book and that's why so many people are doing it and because the way things are they are really just cashing in you know if people don't like to rent um they just don't require that you're able to pay the rent and have a job what else do they require what else do they require they require you to have good credit. Right. right? And in this, um, and if you don't, you know, have good credit, you know, it, it's, they, they make the rent even higher. You know, it, it, it's just the dynamics. That's why people are renting because there's so many people that can't afford to buy homes because their credit is not good and they're forced to rent. But even renters are now saying, you gotta have good credit. Well, if you if you got good credit, then you might as well go on and and purchase something, you know. So it's just that the dynamics has changed, and people are really ching ching and and on rental property, on those second properties, however they are, you know, Airbnbs, you know, you know, however they're using the property, you know. So it's 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 quite interesting. It really is. Um, Going on to question four, which cash flow situation looks most like your life? Which cash flow situation looks more like your life? But when he was describing the couple, that really, you know, that described um, exactly what we were doing (laughs) as young people, you know. Um, So anybody else have a have something they want to chime in and which cash flow situation looks most like your life from here in the summary and some of these might be irrelevant to you if you hadn't read chapter two, but I think he did a pretty good job of trying to sum it up you know I think he did a pretty good job of trying to um, sum it up what did you think about that story about you know, the house is like planting a tree. 
you know, I mean, um, an asset, excuse me, is like planting a tree. And then in over time, you know, it's not going to need you. It's just going to grow, you know. I thought that was a good, you know, metaphor there. All right, let's go on to number five. Other than your home, is there something that you thought was an asset that later revealed itself as a liability other than your home? Anybody ever thought about that? And this is really to get you to think. Other than your home, is there something you thought was an asset that re- that later revealed itself to be a liability? Once again, a liability is um, something taking money out of your hands. Um, I think that some of the retirement plans that require you to pay money on the back end, that could be definitely end up being a liability. Once you retire, there's a lot of 401ks. If they're not Roth um, 401ks, you will pay the taxes because it's pre-tax. When you pull it out, you're going to pay taxes on it. Yeah. So that could definitely be something that people will look at and say, oh, so it's an asset, but it could be a liability in the long run. Yeah. Yes. Um, I just heard um, that that law was changed in lieu of COVID, that you could now take money out of your 401k and not be taxed if you were using it for a business or for um, something that would gain you more money, you know, use it for assets. So I um, I heard of a person that actually started a juicing business, took money and um, used it to start a business, and and they they weren't taxed. And this is some something new that's um, come out of COVID, you know. But that tax thing is definitely. A big deal because they don't they don't want you to touch it you know they don't want you to touch it future this is lisa one of the things that um i don't have one personally but i know people who do and they regret it is timeshares so people say oh i'm going to be able to travel i own you know have ownership in this timeshare that's a and very good one the terms change you don't have any control but you're bound to paying the um, maintenance fee every year. You can't control um, how much it goes up. And even if they switch the location to where you thought you were buying into when it no longer exists, you still have to pay and you're stuck. And it's near impossible to get out of them. So I think a lot of uh, people who initially bought timeshares um, are regretting it and see them now as a liability. Yes, and I don't know if anybody on here um, has a timeshare and, and, you know, if it has been, you know, um, a liability or something that, that didn't turn out to be what they said it was going to be. <laughs> I, I know my brother can speak to that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a timeshare at one time, but uh, I got rid of it, but it was so hard to get rid of. You had to lawyer? Sorry? Yeah, I had to get an attorney to get rid of it because, you know, they keep wanting to get their money. They keep Mm -hmm. up in the uh, maintenance of it and, you know, they just want their money. So I had gotten rid of it. Okay. But it's very hard to get rid of. 
Yeah, I've I've seen um, commercials about you know businesses now that will help you get rid of your timeshare. You know, so and I know it's bad. I know that that was really something. Yeah. Yep. So okay. what you got to do is when you're going to vacation for Disney tickets, just leave the pocketbook at home. <laughs> All right. Okay, cash folk. Cash comes in as income. Cash going out is as an expense. And that is another accounting one-on-one, right? So, okay. Any questions before I move on? Okay. Well, we're coming to the end here. Now what I'm sharing with you, and this is something for us to really think about, okay? Um, Of course, we want to get to the level as entrepreneurs and, you know, educated people of income-generated assets. That's what we want. We want income-generated assets, right? Assets that... Um, that's going to put money in our pockets. (laughs) And this is just a few. And I know there's many that are not even on here. And I want us to just look at this list and and maybe somebody has something that they're doing that's bringing their money that's not on here. But these are just the basics. Real estate investments, trust. Real estate investment, right? Um... So far, we know that's the hottest thing that people can really do right now. It's real estate investment and however you do it, right? However you do it. Um, You can buy property. You can flip property. I mean, the list goes on what you can do with um, residential. But don't start there. You can go, go on and get a, you know, my sister is, a, uh, my other sister <laughs> is a real estate agent and um she's selling buildings you know that are occupied you know so there's there's so many things that um we can do in real estate right um one thing about when you own businesses and if anybody here can chime in on this please do but one thing about when you own a business the tax rules are different the tax rules are so different that sometimes when you think about it, <laughs> make yourself a business, you know, make yourself a consultant, make yourself a business in some capacity because the tax rules change. You know, you can write off and, 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 and just so much that goes on in the tax world when you a business. Go ahead. Somebody's getting ready to go. Yeah, teacher. And with that said, once you create that business, your children, you hire your children as a consultant or a cleaner and all of their allowances becomes uh, a write-off. Your allowances, their pay. And then you write that off too. Right. And 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 that's what we should be doing, right? Mindsets that, you know, the tax game was set up, but you got to know how to play the game. And that's just the game gotta know how to play the game everything is 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 
made up for you to go in and read the fine print and figure it out. But there is a method to it, to the benefits of owning a business, a business. And like Lisa said, hiring, you know, the people and, and writing it off, you know, so that's, that's, that's very important. Reverend D, it's Angela. I definitely yes. highly recommend that if you guys don't follow Lynn Richardson on Instagram, if any of you are on social media, she is great when it comes to talking about becoming business owners. She said that everybody should have a home-based business. There uh-huh. are so many benefits to owning a business of your own out of your home. And just like Lisa said, you can you know write off your children's income, whatever you have them doing. There was a couple who had Uh, a young infant child and they use their child um, to as as part of marketing their business Mm -hmm. and they were able to you know pay a fee of course but then they were able to then take that as a tax deduction as well so there's a lot of great information out there about home-based businesses and if you don't have one I strongly encourage you to start looking into getting one because the tax codes are in home-based business owners favor nowadays there are so many codes that are out there and I have a tax person that I don't even try to understand it because it just goes so far over my head but it's you know like you were saying there are so many benefits to writing off your home your car your just just everything that's out there. So Lynn Richardson is a really good person to kind of connect to, get some books, seminars. Lynn with two N's? Is that Lynn? Lynn, uh, Yes, Lynn Richardson. Yes, with two N's. Lynn Richardson. Okay. I can look at it real quick and see. I thought it was two N's, but I'm not. Okay. And, And the good news about that is that the rules are changing based people now that COVID has spun up, everybody working from home, okay? Everything is changing and, and it's changing for the better. better. So people can now take advantage of a lot of things that there are new rules on the table. That's all. Exactly. There are That's new exactly rules right. on the table in lieu of this current situation that we can be cashing in on. You know, and Whatever your situation is, um, they are making things different. They're making them so different now, which is which is good, you know, because so many people, you have to work from home, you have to buy all these supplies, you know. So it's it's better for you <laughs> to make yourself uh, a business, you know, uh, in some capacity. And and this leads me to my closing question. You know, um, that he talked about who who he valued his circle, and in his circle, he had the accounting, the lawyer, you know, and all these people in his in his core circle. And when when we are business and entrepreneur people that you know that are running these things, that's a very important thing, and to have in your circle who's who's in our circle to help us navigate through these new rules and reg- regulations. Well, if they're not there, we, we need to put them there because we're trying to go forward. So we know that's a resource, a necessary resource. And Andrew says she already has somebody to just, just do it. Just do it. 
you know, and um, you can read a lot. I don't know how many people in here do their own taxes. You can read a lot, but it's, it's so much better when you know somebody has got your best interests at hand as opposed to, you know, going out there to somebody you don't know. So that's um, a very key thing to look at our, our circle. All right. Well, I don't like to hold anybody no longer than I have to. And I just want to open up the floor before we close out um, and to see does anybody have any closing uh, words of recommendation, closing words of, you know, thank you, Angelus, for telling us about Lynn Richardson. That's, you know, I got that and I'm going to absolutely look into that. What does anybody else have anything they would want to contribute or was there something said tonight that you're going to take away and work on well more money more spending I'm going to work on that (laughs) because I don't want to spend you know so since I've been doing this for the last couple of weeks, it has challenged me to slow that down, you know, because now I'm all about the assets, the assets, the assets, <laughs> you know, and enough liability. And yes, we we can spend money, but we need to spend time in financial literacy so we can do better. And that is far more valuable than any money we'll ever have. And that's one thing Rich Dad, Poor Dad talks about in that book was, you know, just going to work somewhere for no money just to learn it so then you can go out there and do it yourself. So, you know, there's you can't put a price on that, that knowledge, that financial knowledge to help us to um, have better financial profiles. So thank you, everyone. If you get a chance, I do believe that you will be certainly blessed. Read, read chapter three. And, you know, next week we'll, we'll sum it up and then we'll open the floor up to challenge us and, um, you know, think different. Everything is, is an asset. Just put that in your mind. Asset, asset, asset. And start generating um, uh, wealth and start increasing your days. Uh, if you have lost your job so you know get some other streams of revenue in there coming in because we know that that can happen <laughs> that and it has happened right all right well thank you everyone any prayer requests anything before i close this out okay let us look to the lord heavenly father dear god lord we just love you and adore you father we're just reminded of Matthew 25, with the story of the talents, oh God, that really is challenging us, oh God, to be better stewards of what you have given us, God. Father, we know that this was used as a as an example, but Father, it was a very good example that we are to be accountable for what you have given us, that we are to, to look at what we have, oh God, and know that you, oh God, have given us and provided our every need. So, Father, as we learn and educate ourselves and become more uh, financial literate, oh God, that we would make better choices. So, Father, we're asking that you help us to make better choices. Father, that you would bring the right resources into our circle, oh God. And, Father, that we will look at this game, oh God, and 
play it from a a mindset, oh God, that you have allowed it, oh God, and for us to go forth and prosper in it. So help us, oh God, to be better stewards. Hear our prayers, oh God, until we meet again, oh God. Father, we are, it's, it's a call to action, oh God. And Father, you have called us in here to act upon this right now to be better stewards of what you've given us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. gold diggers. I just want to thank you for tuning into this podcast. And I'm a life coach and I love building confidence and helping you achieve your goal. So do me a favor, subscribe to this podcast and be inspired every day.